0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the 99 in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just this same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having 10 coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, She calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because they have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons. And a younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat the fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? And here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. Now while he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him, His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a great feast. Because this son of mine was dead, and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now, the older son had been out in the field and on his way back as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked him what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf. The father said to him, my son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours, but now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Let me share with you a recurring dream that I have, really a nightmare. And if by chance there's someone here who's a great therapist, please see me on the plaza after mass. Here's the dream. The dream is I'm lost. I'm lost, I'm all alone, and no matter what I do, I can't find my way. I've had that dream, Many times, I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. Except one thing I do notice is that I'm the only one in my dream. There are no other people. But it brings me to be awake and filled with fear and anxiety. It is about an experience on some level all of us have sometime in life, being lost, And I'm not just talking about being lost in a geographical way. A lot of us do that regularly, even despite our phones. But think about ways that people are lost. Sometimes we want to get lost. Our lostness is really a way of pushing against someone, something, a family, a father. And what we wanna do is get as far away as possible. It's a way of rebelling, rejecting, and it can get us, as we know, sometimes into serious trouble, serious circumstances. Notice the first son, the youngest son in today's gospel, for whatever reason, he wants away from his father and from his home. And he goes far away. And not only has he turned his back on everything his family gave him, he really lowers himself on all sorts of levels. But he comes to his senses. And notice sometimes we interpret that as repentance. I don't think so. I think he just wised up, as we say. He realized that he could get a better deal at home than the dire straits he was in. That's one way of being lost. Sometimes we can be lost and we don't even know we're lost. It's frequently a situation of older men who think they know what they're doing and where they're going but there may be lost. The elder brother in today's gospel on one level is very lost, but he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know how to listen to himself and listen to the resentment, the anger, the bitterness that fills his life. Most of us at different times in our life get lost, everybody does. Young adults, married people, priests, all sorts of people can get lost. And notice what happens in the gospel. Jesus is trying to share with us who God is. We are the ones who get lost. And so in the first reading from the book of Exodus, after God saved the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, led them across the Red Sea towards the Promised Land, what do they do? They forget. They forget who they are as God's people and who saved them. And so they become lost. St. Paul talks about, in the second reading, of this he knows for sure, that Christ came to save sinners. For Paul, who saw himself as someone who was really estranged from the mystery of God, that's the gospel, that's the good news. And Jesus shares with us three stories, three stories that if you step back and examine them, each in their own way, is a little crazy. So is it smart for a shepherd to leave the 99 and go off in search of the one? I'm not sure it is. They're not sure that the others will be there when he returns, or maybe they've been ravaged by a wolf or something. And then he does what? He throws a party. And we're told that that's how God reacts when we turn our hearts towards him. Or a woman, and probably in the time of Christ, not a rich one, women had no property except what their husbands gave them, she loses one coin. I think most of us would say, forget about it. Give it up. But she goes on this search, and when she finds it, she throws a party for all of her neighbors and probably breaks the bank in the process. But that's not the point. God responds like that when we turn our hearts to him. And so Jesus then tells us this marvelous story of the two sons. The two sons who both are lost, but in very different ways. One at least realizes he's in a bad place and tries to find Can he go back? And listen, as he's prepared his little speech, his spiel, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. His father doesn't hear a word he says because his son has returned. And so he's busy embracing him, putting a nice robe on him, getting the party ready. That's how God responds to us when we turn our hearts to him. And then there's the elder son, the one I would say is close to home, but lost nonetheless. What he doesn't know is he lives not in his father's house, which is one of extravagant love, extravagant mercy, no. He lives in a small house of bitterness, anger, and resentment. He's one of us who feels cheated rightly or wrongly by life and yet we're told God even responds to him and offers what the son always had, being his son and yet we don't know. Did he ever go into the house? Did he ever move into that house of mercy and extravagant love that Jesus calls all of us to the invitation in today's gospel is wherever we're lost to let God find us the God who searches for us who somehow wants to be with us wants to be in relationship to every one of us no matter who we are what we've done but the other invitation is for us to learn how to live in the Father's house and to learn how to love as extravagantly, as generously, as freely as, as God the Father loves each and every one of us.